presumed guilt or the imposed guilt. It's always been done this way, so I have to do it this way. Am I going to measure up to my adult siblings? Uh, are they going to put me in that traditional box? That's the other thing that, especially if you're newer in your recovery, understanding the family roles, understanding the systems and healing the systems is going to take some time. It's relatively quick when you put down a substance, but to actually go into a family system and start challenging the roles, it takes work. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I'm pleased to be joined today by Christina Dennis, codependency and recovery coach. How you doing today, Christina? I'm awesome. How are you doing, Damon? I'm doing great. Um, so great to talk with you and holidays around the corner. It is. Uh, I know I'm starting to get anxious. I'm talking with a lot of people in recovery. They're starting to get anxious. And I wanted to bring you on today to discuss holiday anxiety and how to deal with it. Absolutely. It's so important. And generally at this time of year, we've already started, we've made it through the entire issue of getting your kids to school. If you have that, and even if you don't have kids, there's a certain certain kind of vibration in our world that when our children return to school, it's exciting, but it's also a little extra stressful. So if you find yourself a little amped up, it's completely normal. Now you add on top of that, the fact that last year we basically took a break from the holidays. Uh, most people did not do the big, uh, the big flying somewhere and, you know, family get togethers. And so perhaps this year, if everything stays a little bit on the decline, you may be facing that for the first time. And so that's really important to just recognize. A lot of times we don't take the few minutes that we need to recognize and realize, oh, my nervous system is on alert. Um, and you know, you might, you might be experiencing that. Like, I know it's like you said, whether you have kids or not, there's a back to something yes. back to life kind of feeling. And, you know, as October you know, is here it we're is in close. October <laughs> and, 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 and we're saying to ourselves, it's like, Oh wow. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the holidays are right around the corner. A lot of people really start to get anxiety and they don't even know it's related to this compounded yes. by what you just said that last right. year we didn't have to deal with this. So if you're new to recovery and never did a Christmas sober or anything like this, this is your first Christmas sober, or right. you have issues, right? With family yes. members. How do you know if maybe it's family situations that are making you anxious? Exactly. And I don't think the word if even applies almost every person, if you're in recovery, we can just assume that there are family issues in your home. So, or even in your childhood home. So what you can do, and this is really, really important. This is like stretching before you go on a run is you need to take these next two weeks to really get prepared. And that includes and should be based around self-care, self-care, self-care. You need to up the self-care. You also need to make sure that you have a squad, a squad of people that you can check in with and check out with. If you're in a partnered relationship, you need to sit down and start having the conversations, not two days before Halloween. You know, it's way more important to talk about what does it look like this year? Are we going to your parents' house? Or are we going to our parents' house? What kind of budget do we have for Christmas? 
And so I always start with have a list of clarifying questions so that you can really understand whether it's your partner inside your home or family members that you may be going to visit, what each person is expecting, okay? No more reading your mind, not okay for codependence. We don't read minds and we cannot expect anybody to read ours. I love, I love how you said, make a plan and sit down and be honest about it. Right. Like I think a lot of people think, well, you know, your mom and dad are calling or your brothers and sisters or family and friends are calling and they're saying, Hey, what are you going to be doing for Halloween? What are you going to be doing here? Right. And these calls are starting to take place. I know they are in my family. Absolutely. And, you know, and not, and, and sometimes thinking it's just like, well, I'm feeling uncomfortable here, but I just am going to avoid this. Yes. If I avoid this, I won't have a, I won't have a heated conversation. It won't turn bad. I won't feel bad. Right. Right. But really all you're really doing is making a worse situation. You're absolutely setting yourself up for failure. And you said something that's really important that I think we need to, we need to make sure that we stop right there. We're assuming that the other person isn't feeling the way we're feeling. We're comparing our insides to other people's outsides. We're looking at Instagram and looking at the great fall colors because, oh, I love fall when the truth of the matter is probably that person's like, holy crap, I can't believe that fall's already here. You know, wasn't it just summer? So it's really, really important for you to have an honest talk with yourself. That's why I said, get a squat because you're not alone. And I'm never alone when I start thinking it, you know, thinking about the holidays. Every, I happen to be a mother. Uh, every mother thinks, oh my gosh, I'm never going to pull it off right. Uh, people aren't going to be willing to ask, uh, aren't going to be willing to help me. It's always going to fall on mine, my shoulders. So it's really important to stop and realize that the whole world is probably feeling the way you're feeling, or at least the majority of them. And you know, the expectations too. I feel that the holidays bring out the worst as far as expectation of yourself and others. And no one is able to cut themselves or other people a break during the holidays. It seems like it's always just such a heavy thing. And I know even in our house, sometimes we didn't sit down and say, what do we really want to try to have happen? What kind of experience do we really want to have? Right. This holiday season. Well, traditions rarely get challenged. And here's, here's the thing. When you're breaking family uh, childhood issues, when you're breaking that cycle, like we do when we step away from the substance or the process that we've been addicted, it usually ends up being on the addict's shoulder. Like for me, I was the only person that had been going to group that was searching out a better life. So the people in my family are going to do what they've always done. And it really takes somebody having the courage to say, you know what, I don't really want to do Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's Day at your house. Or I don't want it all at my house. I want to split it up. Or perhaps we're going to skip one of the events, okay? And we're going to do something within just our only family unit. Extended family is very, very tricky. And if this is your first year with sobriety, oh, you really have to not go in with blindfolds on. Make sure that you've thought it through. You know, as a codependency expert, Christina, you Mm -hmm. deal a lot with the patterns of codependency Mm -hmm. within a family, right? And you you mentioned the the word traditions. Mm -hmm. And I I have seen that sometimes the traditions themselves are codependent. Right. It is not, I I would say 99% of the time they usually are. 
that came from somewhere. Rarely do we have families that are like, oh, do what you want to do. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> you know, you take care of you. It generally does not happen that way. But I hope one day that we will start having families and have these traditions that include self-care. But usually there is something that's been passed along in the childhood, you know, childhood trauma or some kind of tradition that is based on codependency completely. Uh, the patriarchy system is based on codependency completely. And it really takes somebody having courage to challenge it and just open up that door. Maybe your parents don't want to have all the grandkids at their house. I'm not sure. Maybe they want to go to Hawaii instead. Someone's got to ask the question first. Yeah, I think it's the feeling of guilt, right? Well, mm -hmm. if I if I don't do it exactly like we've done it the last 55 years or so, right. it, it somehow it won't be the Christmas that everybody wanted or deserved. Yet they're run through basically a horrible experience. It's insane. No one is left fulfilled, right? No one's standing. No one's left standing. And you're right. The guilt or the um, presumed guilt or the imposed guilt, it's always been done this way. So I have to do it this way. Am I going to measure up to my adult siblings? Uh, are they going to put me in that traditional box? That's the other thing that, especially if you're newer in your recovery, understanding the family roles, understanding the systems and healing the systems is going to take some time. It's relatively quick when you put down a substance, but to actually go into a family system and start challenging the roles, it takes work. So prior to that, we've got to have a strategy so that everybody knows exactly what to expect and has lots of margins on each side. And that's why I said for the next two weeks, Self-care, 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 because you've got to give yourself more in the tank. You've got to have something to pull off whenever you're in the family situation, directly or indirectly. How do we start to have these conversations, these uncomfortable conversations? How, how do you, what are some techniques that you give your clients? And I know just to put this, Christina is an amazing group about codependency on recovered life where she answers a lot of these questions. And I've seen these questions pop up. Right. How do I, I know that it's dysfunctional. I know mm -hmm. that everybody's uncomfortable, but I just can't say no. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say no. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't even know how to start the conversation. Right. Maybe we should do something different. How do you start that conversation? Well, first, you said something very important. You start the conversation because generally we avoid it because we're not great at confrontation or what we presume will be a confrontation. So we hide from it and then we're put on the defense. Somebody comes up and asks us something like, what are you bringing to Thanksgiving this year? Is <laughs> something that may be a little passive aggressive or even a little shady. You know, it isn't transparent. So talking to your partner, if you're partnered, or talking to somebody who's guiding you through your recovery, a therapist, a counselor. In our group, we talk about things like this all the time. Talking and having a real idea of what you first want and how you're going to approach it. And you just have to practice the language and have the correct expectation, which is you've been doing the work. They probably haven't. So a couple of ways that I approach somebody, let's say you, you're pretty sure that your parents, your family is going to have a, a negative reaction. So one of the ways that I tell people is you say, I have something kind of difficult to tell you. And generally that sets somebody up to understand. And then you say, I don't want to come over for Thanksgiving. You're going to get it done quickly. Quicker you get it done, 
the sooner that they can get to their reaction and you are going to have that courage. Because a lot of times codependents want to do half things, you know, because they don't necessarily want to hurt the person's feelings or they don't necessarily want to go ahead and confront the situation. So they may say something like, you know what, there's a chance we may be going to New York for Christmas. And that just prolongs the inevitable. You have to say, I have something very difficult to tell you. I hope you won't be disappointed. We need to change the plans this year. The other way is to come from your needs. And this takes vulnerability, which is also something that myself as a codependent didn't love, right? That's why I did the codependent behaviors to keep myself safe, is to to really let people know that this is what I need this year. If they have been familiar with your recovery story and they are truly people that you want to keep in your life, then give them a few minutes to have a disappointed face, let them work through their own process without you helping, you know, and they will come around and support you. It's the great divider. It's the great sorting. When you start setting boundaries, anybody who is angry about your boundaries was the exact person you needed the boundaries for and from. That's such great. That is such great advice. You know, we did a show about a year ago about what not to say. Right. uh, During a holiday, too. And I think a lot of times people use the holidays as an open forum to heal past trauma. Not the and time. It's not the time, right? It's like, <laughs> no, we're getting together to eat turkey and mm-hmm. to, you know, have a have a discussion, a family discussion. We're, we're not, we're not there to heal past trauma. And I think a lot of people, especially new in recovery, they have so much oh, to yes. say. Yes. And they run in and it's like a dump truck. Mm-hmm. They dump it all over the living room. Right. And and are shocked that people don't respond well. They have a reaction. Well, that's what I why I said, you know, remember you're the one who's done the work. They deserve time to catch up. They deserve time to respond and get used to the new you. For me, you know, I had lots of behaviors that weren't weren't really that easy to be around when I drank alcohol. Um, And so people were used to that person. I had taught them how to treat me. I had taught them to make fun of me, right? Because I would get drunk and do foolish things. I needed to give them time to catch up to the new Christina. Another word that's very important, and this is why you want that squad or that guidance, you know, from somebody who's been around a little bit longer in the recovery circles is the word grace. Have grace for yourself have grace for your family members, have grace with your expectations, know that this isn't the time to work out the history. This is the time to really focus on being of service. If you're in the program, you'll be familiar with that term, Uh, being of service. And it's the time in order to build some happier memories than what you've been through. Take time later on to go ahead and go through those family values. Christina Dennis, thanks so much for coming on the show today. If they want to find out more about you and your work, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, I am on Instagram, Christina Dennis. I'm in the recovered life. So make sure to join the recovering codependent group because we go much more in depth with some of these tips and t- techniques. Um, and you can also find me at ChristinaDennis.com. Thanks so much, Christina. Thank you. Good luck. Have a great holiday. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.